0: Hey, everybody. This is While I Talk. I'm Will. I'm Dan. We've
1: got a special guest today. Uh, we're introducing Graham Cook Ryan, uh, born on 9-10-19, a couple days ago. And he's great. He's sitting in a boat right now, actually. Super adorable. Pretty easy. He's got a onesie on that says, Dan Ryan Diaper Service, and he's wrapped in a <laughs> swaddle that has a bunch of fish on it. So... He's off to a good start. Great start. And I don't think the noise bugs him too much, so we're going to try to just do a normal podcast with Graham chilling in the background. (laughs) Um, Yeah, not to focus too much on it, but lots of folks have reached out um, this past week uh, wondering about how things went, and uh, we're just happy to have the kid home. Mom and Graham are happy and healthy, so thanks for all the nice words and um, advice. Lots of advice from other dads, which I definitely appreciate. So pretty uh, darn cool. Pretty darn cool. New chapter. Less sleep, more fun. <laughs> 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 well, we've got we've
0: had a real rainy week here in uh, Long Valerie Lakes and uh
1: things are gonna change. Yeah. It's going to get hot. It's going to get hot this weekend. Um, we're going to do some listener questions right off. We'll do a weekend review, some listener questions right off the bat, talking specifically one of them about the weather this weekend and what that might mean for fishing. I've got uh, the MWC preview, which uh, I signed up for
0: yesterday. Uh, wife's not super happy about it. <laughs> that's all right. You're spending more money on that. I was like, well, I'm going to win. Yeah, you so. just
1: got to win one. Yeah, and then I'm good for like a long right, time. Right, Just out. So. Uh, a couple years have I told you so with right. your wife.
0: Yeah, I told you I was going to win. <laughs> just Why don't you just believe me? <laughs>
1: One yeah. out of ten ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a broader weekend preview, not just focusing on Leach, although you and I think both of our attention is going to shift up there Yeah. Uh, shortly. Um, yeah, we'll cover what the is whole area. The, what is
0: that? Electronics consult?
1: Yeah, so I, I, that's what the only thing I've got going on today is a guy asked me to... Um I did a a, a lake consultation for him, um and then uh in that I've got some tips on graphs, but he asked me to come out and just do a consult specifically on his bird. So neat. Gonna take his boat for a test drive, take a look at how things are reading and thought, yeah, this is a pretty good use of a fishing guide. So Yeah, heck yes. I'd advertise that's it a very other, other people. It's
0: a very important tool in right. your in your boat, one of the one of the most important. Right,
1: so. and the like the only way to really get really get good at it is by doing it. Doing it, pushing mm-hmm. a bunch of buttons.
0: Hours in the hours on the water too help a, help a bunch. Yep. So, all right, uh, let's hear a little bit from the old portadoc and
1: yeah. <laughs> Having fun in the sun on the lake.
0: Porta doc dealer today. Dan, tell me a little bit what happened uh, on the water. We all know what happened. <laughs> know.
1: I had, going into the the hospital visit, I had a, a bunch of really good trips. And most of them um, were on the smaller Longville Lakes. Uh, water temps are, are down. Fish are hungry. Schools seem to be getting bigger and bigger every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are... I wouldn't say it's like easy fishing. It's the type I like where I've had customers committed to running around looking for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I have had one real reliable school of fish that I could pick up a few right away. That sort of helps, you know, get a few fish in the boat Yeah, for and sure. then like time to get moving. Lindy rigging a night crawler on, on bottom transition seems to be that that's what I've been catching most of my fish on. A few on minnows, haven't had a jig and a minnow shine yet. And the depths have been all over the place. I found fish in 8 feet of water. I found fish in 32 feet of water. One of our better schools was in 28 to 32. Yep. And it's funny how, like, they're on a spot that I fish frequently, but uh, I don't always look at 28 to 32. What made
0: you look there the first time?
1: Um, I, the spot is, uh, in my mind, known for, they. you have to cover a lot of it, right? Yep. Because it's a big break line. They're almost always on there somewhere, but it's a big brake line. So like when I get there, I start on, you know, maybe an inside turn or a point on the brake line. Yeah. But then I, I'm pretty committed to, to drive in a while before I sit down. It's also the time of year now where we've talked about this before, but you don't stop when you see one or two fish, like. I like to see one or two fish, but then I'm like going to drive 400 yards of the brake line to see exactly what they're doing. Are they scattered on this brake line? Are they on one on a point or an inside turn? And really that just helps to increase the amount of time you have lines in the water yep. and getting your bait in front of a bunch of fish instead of just focusing on catching that little pod. Right. You know, I like to almost see them not like one spot really concentrated like if they, and that's what they've been doing they've been scattered along the breaks and that that allows you to do it all day long too right
0: if they're scattered if they're really tight you have a a tendency to bust them you know yeah and uh, even if they're in 28 feet of water you'll bust them just because you you catch six out of that school they're
1: just going to disperse you know and even even if they're i I just think dragon baits through them bugs them you Mm -hmm. know eventually if you're cover in a spot the size of the, the room we're in right now, back and forth, back and forth. They're like, God, I'm sick of... And you probably bump into them sometimes, you know? <laughs> it, I'm sure that right, happens. Right. They knock your weight into them and stuff. So scattered fish along brake lines have been been the key. And then uh, live in weeds. There's still some... Definitely some live in weeds. So I, I had a few good panfish trips too out there. Um, and they were definitely... Everything was in those living weeds. Like I saw some walleyes in there. We didn't catch any. Oh, we caught one walleye out of the shallow stuff. But definitely there were some fish laying uh, usually on the edge where where the hard bottom showed up. So good fishing for me. I I left the lake on a good note and drove right to the hospital. (laughs) It's pretty wild. Yeah. Really wild. How about you? Um, I've been
0: pulling some big minnows. But you got to wait for the right day to pull a big minnow. Um, it's really hard to do it when it's super windy. Mm-hmm. And I think a few of those, like I was out two days ago on a woman. I think they would have liked a big minnow mm-hmm. or like a, a minnow. Sure. But I found a school of fish in like 24 feet. And it's hard to get down there and go slow enough when the wind's inconsistent and blowing hard. So mm-hmm. I stuck with crawlers. Uh, I ended up picking up quite a few. Um, in fact, it was kind of funny. I was i've showing these people how like i lindy rig you know where i'm touching bottom picking it back up and then putting it back down and uh it was maybe 35 seconds into our trip and boom i i got bit when i was showing these people how to rig them so i was like and that's a bite and here we're shucking it all right we're not pulling on it we're shucking it and then uh i was gonna hand the lady uh, the lady the rod back and uh, she's like well the hand the handle's on the wrong side so I went back to shuck it and I got it on the other Switched side the Yeah. I was there. I was surprised how fast I could do that. Sure. Especially with all the pressure, right? Know. There's right. a fish on the end of this thing. I got to hustle. And uh yeah, we had a great time. Um, uh, what else did I do? I'm going to I'm going to get back to jig rapping too. I think this is the time where it's really going to shine right now, especially with these fish being deep. So
1: right. Have you do you have you talked to anybody who has put the VMC spoon on a jig wrap yet? Uh huh. Have you or not the spoon? Uh, VMC made a blade. I don't. I can't remember the name of it. Uh uh-uh. The Guys are putting it on the bottom treble. It looks sick. In Is it water. dirty? Yeah, it slows the fall a lot, mm-hmm. and there's extra flash there. Um, Boy, that could be all it what takes. do called?
0: I'll talk. I'll call my Apple guy. Okay. Because VMC or Apple owns VMC. So. Right. I'll talk to him and see what. It, See what the heck it's talking about? Sure,
1: yeah, I think it could be, could be. It looks cool. I felt like a little kid watching the 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 infomercial Saturday morning about you know like the the mimic or what was the. Well, for me, it was the flying lure when I was like six years old. Oh, when I was a kid, it was the incredible banjo minnow. Yes, that was another one. the The, <laughs> the flying minnow was supposed to find the fish for you, and oh my to God. a six year old, and they had video footage where the bait just happened to like. Turn and like just dart right, right out of fish. Mouth. Yeah, I was like, "Well, this is great. This is all I need." That's how it works. Yep. Never caught a fish on it. You bought one. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh,
0: ooh. That's the first appearance of our special guest. Hey, dude. Uh, on that note, we'll take a little break. This tackle tip of the week is presented by the one stop Longville. Uh, my tackle tip of the week. Uh, Make sure you run high quality gasoline through your boat especially this time year with it getting cooler you're getting ready to put it away you're not going to run you know 100 gallons of gas through your boat the rest of the season make sure you're putting that non-oxy in there really what you need for for winterization and long-term health of your boat Uh, so stop on and load up with some non-oxy take care of your boat it'll take
1: care of you all right, listener questions. First one's about this weekend. Uh, we've had some real crummy, cool weather all week. And uh, then we're dealing with highs in like the mid-70s, maybe 80 degrees yeah. this weekend. And a customer sent me an email, or just a listener, I think. I can't remember who, who this came from. Anyway, uh, they're wondering what to do on with the weather playing out, how it is. And my first gut reaction is fishing's gonna be great. I think so too. So, I think today would be like you might have your work cut out for you today. Um,
0: I don't think so. The wind's you don't think blowing. So? Yeah, heck no! The wind's blowing. I just kind of to
1: be at the tail end of this stuff.
0: I don't know. I think they feed all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's not like we had a bunch of lightning or anything.
1: That's true. There hasn't been a ton of energy.
0: I think but, that they're just gonna be like, "Hey." It's cloudy. It's windy. This I'm is gonna what eat. We eat. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not. I don't think. I think there's less time between when they eat now than there is in like the springtime. I don't think they're constantly eating. Right. Or, I, I, mean, they. I think they are constantly eating right now. Sure. I think they're trying to get as much inside them as they can. Sure. And like in the springtime, if we have this kind of weather, maybe this is your worst day of the week. You know. Right. But because they they do take some time between. Um, Feeding and relaxation and whatnot, so um, just trying to not get distracted by Bree. <laughs> um, I, I think they're constantly feeding, especially on a day like today.
1: Sure. Uh, I, I guess for the weekend, I, I think a turn towards the warmer is not a bad thing at all. Right. Um, I can't remember what the wind's supposed to do.
0: It's supposed to be south and southeast.
1: And pretty calm on Sunday. Is that right? I think
0: it's supposed to blow 10 miles an hour like
1: every day. Okay. Yeah. Which is awesome. Great fishing weekend. Why not be a little comfortable, you know? We'll, mm-hmm. you, if you fish all the way through the fall, you're going to have plenty of uncomfortable days out there. <laughs> so right. soak it in. I'd say it's just a, a good break for you. Right. Conditions have set up to, to lead to good fishing. It can, it can still be comfortable out there and you can be catching them.
0: The, the big thing about, um, I think, Leading up to it is the water is cool yeah, already. Right. So these fish are already in feeding mode. Right. So now that they're, you know, already set up mm-hmm. with this warm weather coming, I think it's just going to keep the It's going to get them biting even better because they're going to be warming up. They're going to digest faster, but they're already in that fall mood. Right.
1: Yeah. They the, the fish I've caught the last two weeks have looked like fall fish. Like they've got mm-hmm. a belly on them already. And I think that that's definitely in their mind so yeah i think fishing is going to be great obviously day to day how the 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 conditions in the moment very might might change up where the fish are at
0: and what you're going to be catching them on you sure. know if you were previously on a jig and a minnow bite that's going to change think so i think you're going to be looking more at your creature baits again right but if you were on the jig and a minnow bite sure or a, even a rigging a little bite i think i'm going to focus a lot on creatures this weekend sure. there's still some good leeches around so sure i'm going to bring some leeches and crawlers with them. yeah i think i'm going to focus a lot on that i'll have minnows with for rigging but i don't think i'm going to be jigging too terribly much sure
1: yeah sounds good next one uh listener question was about bottom transitions Um, why do they use them why do they use them we've covered this before we have but but yeah we can do it again especially since it's timely it's very relevant um and i i think the simplest way to think about it is it's not directly related to like one food source necessarily Mm -hmm. i think it's an edge and walleyes are edge creatures they like edges maybe you brought it up that it maybe helps them what we talked about it might just help them navigate their surroundings Mm -hmm. too you know their hunting grounds they run this edge because it helps them determine where they're at you know um whereas if you're all on a big sand flat or if you're in mud sort of just a big wide expanse they might just be able to navigate a little bit better i
0: wonder if like The mud is just super comfortable.
1: You know, like if they're going to have your belly on the
0: bottom, you know, I don't want to be scraping up against this hard sand. Get me in this mud.
1: It's nice and soft. It's like a 6XL pillow. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) kidding. The mud might help them. Maybe they settle in there a little bit too, you know? Just like nestle in there. yeah. I bet that's a scary thing for a minnow to see is just, like, the top half. Just, like, just the walleye's eyes peeking out of the out of the mud. Like, oh, I didn't see you at all. You got me this time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, it's the same as, like, a weed edge, same as a same brake line, same as a sand to rock transition, uh, sand to mud. They're all edges, and they use them. I don't have a, a great explanation for for why they the, seem to like them a lot, though. Right, the transition fish that I've been focusing on, woman, they are eating minnows. Like that's what they're spitting up, and they want to eat night crawlers. Mm-hmm. So that's I an odd combination. I, yeah, I don't know. I that makes me even less certain of the food connection to bottom transition. You know, because you maybe think soft bottom they're bug eaters.
0: Yeah. Um, but if they're choking, spitting on minnows, you would think that they'd be more opportunistic yeah. when you are pulling
1: a minnow. Yeah. I don't know. It might also be a, a time of day thing, too. Those fish are for sure on the hard bottom next to the soft bottom when I'm catching them during the day. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're, maybe they, and they do, that maybe is something. They dip out in the evening. I've lo- That school has completely disappeared a couple times on me in the evening. So maybe that's when they, You know, that's typically where you get a hatch happening. Maybe they slide out to the the mud. Go try and get an easy meal. Yep. And daytime, there's nothing out there for them, so they're up on the the hard stuff looking for minnows.
0: Looking for a perch to come swimming by.
1: Right. I'd buy that. Not going to pass up a crawler, though. Um, How to ID. Oh, so with your graph, if you've got imaging it's pretty easy if your imaging is reading correctly you get a a pretty noticeable change in your in your graph even even with just down
0: even with sonar yeah sonar's
1: easy too once you can be once you know how to do it it's an easy thing to overlook i think for folks who aren't are maybe not focused on that and that's mostly because it happens below the bottom line right um do you want to try to describe what you're looking for with that?
0: With sonar, so yeah. on a firm bottom, it's going to be a very large chunk of like on my hummingbird, it's a large chunk of yellow. Yeah, of um, the densest of reading. the yeah of the densest reading when I'm on like a sand or a rock bottom, it's just a lot of yellow, and then you slide out to that mud, and you're going to have about you know I've got a Helix Seven, and it's not a huge screen, but if I'm going to um, if I'm going to estimate like how thick my densest reading is going to be it may be only a a quarter inch you know it's not very not very much and then you're going to see a lot of broken broken on the bottom like lots of purples and reds lots of faint readings on the bot like below my firm bottom and it's not going to be very consistent it's going to be very sporadic on what colors they are kind of green yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah because it's because it's a not dense bottom i mean if you're if you close your eyes and f- picture, like, what do I think mud's gonna look like? Well, that's what kind of what it does in yeah. my eyes. You know, like if I had to picture what it would look like on my graph, it looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's actually a little bit difficult to read fish for me in the mud. I mean, I can do it, but um, you have to really pay attention. You you can definitely miss fish in that mud because they sit tight. And it may not even be because they sit don't sit tight. I think it's just because it's a not
1: you don't get a very firm return. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know enough about the science behind that to like, why would a hard bottom make a walleye return better? But it certainly does. Mm -hmm. For me, I can see them great. It's a lot harder to judge. Is that a perch? Is that a walleye? Is that a 25-incher? Is that a, you know, I I have a Yeah. Yeah. Hard time with that on the soft stuff.
0: You know, I did I was on some soft bottom on woman and I thought I had two really good marks and I got one of them. And it was like, a twelve incher. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is a nice, firm, nice big reading up off the bottom." Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a very big fish at all. So, um, but fishing like that deep mud is a lot like fishing the, the shallow weeds. What do you mean? Like if if you're seeing fish out in that deep water, and you know it's hard to judge. You're yeah. better off just fishing it and catching one or two to see what they are. Right. Yeah.
1: You know. And, if there's life out there then there's probably predators out there Mm -hmm. and maybe you don't mark them and catch them but if you're marking a lot of life and maybe getting picked at by perch there's probably somebody down there with teeth Mm -hmm. Um, and that sometimes that's the best you got you know that's not like what you want i i've thought about how midsummer you don't get a lot of like the pure walleye days um, which is really the satisfying ones where, like, every bite's probably going to be a walleye or if not, I'd like, a solid pike or right, something. Right, or a big
0: small mole. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's ideal. That's what you want, where every bite's a walleye. At least that's what we're looking for usually. Um, but sometimes all you got is getting bites and sorting through what you're catching. You know, find some life and uh, trying to figure out what, they're, what they are what they if you are. If you want to try to do this... Just spend 10 minutes, all right, I'm going to figure out what a bottom transition looks like, and run up and down a brake line. Right. Start in, maybe start at the top so you know what you're looking at. Get 30 yards of hard bottom on the top. You should get a hard bottom as you're coming down the brake, and then somewhere along that break, it should transition to a soft bottom.
0: Right, on the base of it somewhere. Yeah. Yep.
1: Not always. There's a few places where it's hard way, way down, but yep. most of them, if you just picked a random brake line... You're gonna eventually get to mud, to mud, mm-hmm. and focus on what your two D's looking, looking like. Um, and in the process of doing that, you might find a
0: big school of fish down there. Yeah. Right. Which wouldn't suck at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it for that, huh? Yeah. Um, why don't we take another little break? Sounds good. And we'll hit you back on the flip side.
1: This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Besides having some of the best bait in the area, Full Stringer has a great selection of snacks right up front, right before you check out. Think about how you're going to feel six hours later when you're out on the water. Maybe a jar of pickles is exactly what you need. Uh, Some salsa, uh, besides the minnows, besides the crawlers, besides the leeches. They've got lots of snacks for your time on the water.
0: So one of Dan's favorite songs, maybe it's not one of his favorite. Oh, for sure. It's my favorite. uh, There's a few stories about uh, (laughs) playing this song repeatedly at a local establishment. Um, (laughs) Night Moves. Mm
1: -hmm. Night Moves. Just Just a good one. Working on the Night Moves. Oh, man. This is not fishing related, but it's, it is my favorite song, especially later in the evening. And I had a karaoke, I was at karaoke, never sing karaoke, very late in the evening at this point, point. and a buddy of mine, we're going to sing Night Moves, and the karaoke guy was like, don't screw it up, this is one of my favorite songs, we just bombed it, it was terrible. I Were you there? No, I wasn't oh, there. God. Was that at Cadillac's? no no oh. this was at the anchorage actually oh okay and i'm sorry i'm sorry for anybody who had to listen to it <laughs> it was an injustice to one of my favorites <laughs> how does that fit into a walleye podcast uh night fishing night fishing. we're just
0: working on our night moves right working on our night moves catching walleyes you know what night time is the right time um so there's a few things you can do you know a few different moves you can do at yeah. night time um so the biggest thing, especially this time of year, is going to be your crankbaits. People yeah. run a lot of crankbaits this time of year. And personally, I don't do a lot of night fishing. No. Nope. Um, I'm more uh, of a day walker.
1: I liked it a lot when I was a younger man and not on the water every day mm-hmm. anyway. Um,
0: especially like in your late summer months when fishing's real difficult, mm-hmm. it is your highest percentage chance of catching walleyes, especially right. if you don't have a ton of time to be out there.
1: Yeah. But even in the fall, the guys who... Who focus on it in the fall can put up some pretty ridiculous numbers and they catch jumbos they yes. catch some really big fish doing that your
0: september and october full moons are supposed to be like the best full moons for catching fish and catching big yes
1: yeah. so we'll try to make this quick just a few tips for it i think you if you're doing this you, you should set your boat up to to go fishing after dark before you, before it gets dark.
0: Yeah, make Get, sure your 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 crankbaits are all tied up.
1: Yep. Yeah, you don't want to tie knots. You don't want to uh, step on a rod or anything. Right. Like, try to minimize what you've got out there. Make sure you've got a headlamp. Make sure your running lights work. Make sure you have extra batteries for sure, that headlamp. Yeah. Headlamps are. I, I think this is real <laughs> clear in ice fishing. You know how often a headlamp is like a pretty important. Tool. Yeah. Same thing. You know, you got to make sure that thing is squared away and ready. Yes. Um, Actually, the One Stop has some nice headlamps, those Energizer ones. Yeah. They're pretty nice, and they're, what, like 30 bucks or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. I've uh, lost probably four or five of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then make it easy on yourself. Find, find, a like, a brake line. Try to find, a, like, a somewhat consistent depth that you can run for a long, long time. Yes. And don't worry about having, at least in my opinion, about having your baits running six inches off the bottom you know have them within a couple of feet right and and call her good the good
0: thing about those crankbaits is they make a ton of noise yeah. so they're calling the fish up to them you know right. they're they're uh, really trying to search them out for you just like that uh, wonder stick or whatever oh, here
1: the the now oh, i forgot the name of it the, the, the flying, flying fish lure. the flying lure yeah. yeah
0: just like that thing but uh yeah. besides
1: cranks what what else can you do
0: well, more so it happened like, you can also fish lighted bobbers after dark, mm-hmm. and that's more going to do with, like, when you're in the cooler water seasons, you know, like, they do it a lot in May, they do it a lot in early June, um, with lighted bobbers and leeches. Um, but, like, in October, I, I know quite a few people who go out there with big minnows after dark, and, uh, like, especially out, like, in front of trappers and huddles, yeah. they use them big minnows in, like, four or five feet of water. Right.
1: On a, on a float.
0: On a, on a lighted bobber. Yeah. And they do uh, it
1: late into the year.
0: They do that all the way to like deer season. Yeah. Yep. And they catch some some jumbo fish. So it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. The other thing, I've always, yeah. like, like, I haven't done a lot of it, but I'd like to do it. Um, especially on leech, you get that wind-driven bite going in shallow water. If you could get out there after dark, uh, right at dark when the wind, <laughs> wind is laying down. And throwing throwing jerk baits out there, right, I think that would be a lot of fun instead
0: of trolling them, you cast up into those super shallow rocks
1: yeah. or fish from shore too, you know, mm-hmm. if you can get to a, a wind driven brake line and talk Christ. about reverse
0: engineering
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty cool stuff, yeah, I wish we had more time to do that,
0: yeah, because dark happens pretty early, mm-hmm. coming like right now, yeah yeah. I think I've got my last four, to, or my last four to eight trip tonight. Everything else is going to be three to sevens yeah, now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. you got to get off a little earlier.
0: Pretty cool, though. All right, um,
1: that's it for listener questions, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Now we've got uh, MWC preview. Yep. Uh, George Wells and myself signed up for this bad boy yesterday. Pretty doggone excited. Next, next
1: Friday, Saturday. Correct. Twenty twenty one of September.
0: Yep. Yep. Correct. Good, good and days. You can, good time of You year. can still sign up up till Monday.
1: Oh, till Monday. Yes. I thought it was today was the cutoff. Mm. You have till Monday to sign up for that bad boy. So that's great. I bet if you're well, I bet some people will make the decision on Sunday after crushing them this weekend. <laughs> you know, I think we should maybe finish the MWC. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, you know big thing I'm looking for uh, is what the wind's gonna do all week, and it looks like we're gonna have a lot of south winds until Thursday. Thursday, the wind's going to look, looks like it's going to switch to the West and it's going to stay West. So my whole game plan is revolving around, okay, what, what structures are going to get hit by both? Sure. And you know, that those are polar opposite winds. So your shoreline points aren't going to be necessarily the,
1: they're not opposites. East yeah. and West would be opposite. North and South. North it and was south.
0: They're, they're Northwest and a lot of the first day is Northwest. Both oh, okay. of them are like Northwest. All right. And there's a lot of Southeast wind coming. So, gotcha. um, Sometimes I don't make full sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Brain moves faster than my
1: mouth. It's early in the morning for us to be doing a podcast. That's true. That's true. That's why we're not as funny. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, So, Um, how are you feeling about it? What's your outlook?
0: Dude, I'm super pumped. Um, I don't think we need to get 11 fish in the boat. I mean, in two days we need to get 11 fish, but I don't think we need to catch all of the fish in the world as long as we find find high-quality fish. And I think i think i've got this stuff in the back pocket that you know we can put together we can grind together mm-hmm. a good day and you know it's 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 hard to just say this especially on dry land but you know it's hard to this time of year you can't get discouraged even until the last minute because you can find a school of fish mm-hmm. and bang them so quickly yep, yep. you've got to just keep working and you got to be efficient about it you got to make every bite count and yeah. you've got to you got to make the right decisions.
1: And you got a boat that goes like 50 now.
0: And then awesome? George
1: has a boat and you're right? fishing out of it. It's going to be pretty soon.
0: Dude, that thing is a, the battleship. I named it the battleship. <laughs> that thing is wild. But um, you can still get super, super wet in that thing, found <laughs> out. Um, you know, I've never drove a boat with that much horsepower. Mm hmm. And we were going with the waves. (laughs) I was like, you know, there's a sweet spot, you know, on the low end. I wonder if there's a sweet spot on the high end. Well, it took me about four waves to figure out there ain't no sweet spot on that (laughs) high end. Uh George, guy, (laughs) he wasn't hanging on good enough. (laughs) He's on his feet and he's like,
1: Jesus, better
0: (laughs) slow this piece. (laughs) Slow this sucker down. (laughs) Yeah, we were soaked. It was awesome.
1: I think it's interesting timing for Leech. I I I too would be pretty optimistic that what we do in the fall might be I mean that's really what you what what you want. Yep. Is our our fall stuff to get going. It might be there, it might not, it might kind of be there. I think that's probably the most likely, which could make for a fun tournament for you. I think
0: that's going to be best case scenario
1: kind of going.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. kind of going so people are thinking they're going to find better stuff. So Hopefully, I, and they might find better stuff, but our our fish on the side of the lake are the highest quality fish out there.
1: Mm-hmm. What are you, uh, what's the tournament setup? How many fish can you keep in I think eight? it's five. And two of them can be over Yeah,
0: and zero culling.
1: No culling. No culling whatsoever. But better. you can box like eight. You can said. box eight,
0: so but you can't like throw them out. Sort them out, yeah. Yep. so I'm pretty, pretty jacked about that. Um, I think we're going to run, I'm going to, Bring jigging minnows with, but I think it's gonna play a minimal part. I think it's I think we're gonna do a lot with rigging big minnows. Um, and rigging smaller minnows. I mean I'm sure
1: I say that, but I I'm know. sure I'm gonna be jigging. Right. at least you're saying it though. That's an improvement over even last <sighs> season where in July you're like the only thing you should be doing is jigging a minnow.
0: Dude, I was catching him though. <laughs> I caught him on and like I remember on that one day I caught him like twenty eight feet on an 8 ounce jigging a fathead. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Boy, there were some good bites, though. But, you know, I've spent a lot less time searching for those bites than, like, I have in the years past, mm-hmm. where I'm searching for a jig and a minnow bite. Um, and now I'm just accepting, like, hey, I should just go try and catch as many fish as I can. Sure. Um, and that works out okay, too. But, I don't know. It's going to be a fun tournament. I'm gonna, it's all going to depend on the wind, though. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced doesn't mean i'm right but i'm convinced i'm hoping that the wind picks up you know if it's it's going to be an awesome tournament if that wind picks up to 20 25 miles an hour sure. it's going to oh. be just wild
1: gonna <laughs> be a lot of fun making me a little jealous
0: in the battleship <laughs> but you got till monday to sign up we'll see how your life shapes up oh not
1: even a glare just a smile from from mama we'll see Um, we can preview otherwise. Um,
0: can we do a what if real quick? Oh, sure. Um, whose turn is it even? I think it's going to be your turn. I want to, I want to say, I want to ask you a question. Sounds good. Okay. So, it is opening day. (laughs) Okay. There's still ice on Leech Lake. Oh, God. Okay, but I'm dead set on going somewhere with fishing with Dan Ryan. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Matt, he's got he's having a baby this weekend, so you, you can't even go to Cass and hang out with Matt, because sure. he's having a baby. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I want to fish with, you know, Dan Ryan, world famous. On opener. On you know, opener. Okay, you can go to any body water other than Leech, because it's frozen, so it's a cold sucker.
1: Longville area, though?
0: Longville area. All right. All right. What tell, I- me what, tell me what we're doing.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: starting to warm up, though. You know, ice is melting off that big sure. lake, so...
1: I have a. I don't want to name the lakes just because this might come up. But in general, darker lakes, stained lakes that have some moving water are the first ones to go. And if you're around the area that time of year, you you can narrow down which ones I'm talking about. But that's that that is sort of the fun part when you have the real late ice outs. Is like how am I even gonna get to fishy water dude it's the puzzle yeah Mm -hmm. and driving around the week before looking at accesses and looking at rivers how much are the rivers tearing up the ice Mm -hmm. and stuff there's a lot of lakes that don't even have docks on years like that yeah right which is awesome yeah um but yeah i'm gonna fish i'm gonna fish like i'm hunting down actually spawning fish because those are the memories i've had of, of the years like that um where they're in what I would call pretty typical spawning territory so near moving water with a uh, gravel bottom and probably pitching a jig in a minnow maybe dragging a lindy rig and a minnow around and the it's sort of you're all in because you don't have that much water to fish mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the I think the first year I started guiding was like that and I just worked the same 300 yard stretch of water <laughs> for like seven hours and I was super happy to be out there because it looked like the whole year or the whole day was gonna be a bust. like we might not be even, even be out there and I don't even think the the grind is a bad idea because fish are moving in and constantly coming
0: yep. in and moving out yeah
1: and that year I think our best hour was like two to three o'clock we caught like one or two that morning and then stuck with it and all of a sudden, we had a little push of males come through, and we had like six more in the box. Like, okay, this is pretty good.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Slow and steady, dragon jigs, um, and then maybe in the evenings, trying to see if there's some fish pushing up shallow in that same area and pitching jigs at bull rushes or mm-hmm. up in the shallow stuff. That's and awesome. just be happy to be out there. I bet we keep eight. That's a heck of a good I bet one we man. only catch eight and we keep all eight. That's awesome. Don't get sixteen-inch males. To go. Yep. Yeah. Don't get any big females, which is fine, but day one started off pretty good. You were
0: out there catching your spirit animal. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Spirit walleye. Yeah, right. Hanging around. Just like, where is she? Where, you gotta still be here. Sniffing around the sand. All the really big guys are gone now. Then my time Here's to my shine. Chance. <laughs> What's this big thing? Oh, it's a red horse. (laughs) I'll see if she's interested. (laughs) Get out of here. Okay. All right. I keep pushing.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, shoot. All right. One more break? I suppose. So, what's going on this week? Um, Well, the Little Lakes, I think, are going to be pretty good. I'm going to try to fish leech a couple times and look for that shallow water jig and minnow bite to start um little lake selby lindy rig and the same stuff i've largely been fishing the last two weeks now and i think walleye fishing will be pretty good probably gonna you know we we've talked about how crappie fishing has dropped off and i don't think that's really fair i think our our window of catching them you and i what yep. we do is done i know there are guys who are good at keeping track of them all fall but that shallow water weed thing is gonna be gone pretty quick gone with the weeds yep and yeah, I really want a nice Lindy rig and a um, Rainbow Day. I think that's coming, and maybe a jig in the middle. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, don't have a very busy week, which is probably good since I'm holding a newborn right
0: now. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, fishing. I got a musky trip on Saturday, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm gonna just throw big rubber all day. Nice. I'm gonna throw Medusas and Bulldogs, and I'm hopefully gonna catch a couple. Sure. Cause it's supposed to be the first hot day. Mm. I think those fish are gonna be moving. Oh, yeah. for moving, for sure. So I'm thinking that's gonna be good. Um, I've got a fish catching trip today out on the chain, and then I've got two days out on leech, and then I've got to go to a sports show, and then I've got the MWC. So busy week. Busy, busy. It's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be awesome. Um, I'm gonna be on leech. I'm gonna look for a jig and minnow bite. I'm just gonna go where the wind blows um i'm not really gonna be necessarily pre-fishing for it sure. um mwc but i gotta you know because i gotta get fish in the boat right <laughs> um so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be going with the wind blows and i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna be jigging a little bit uh especially if that wind is blowing uh might be doing jigging a crawler actually uh i've been having a lot of fun with that um but i'm gonna have some minnows with and i'm gonna work wind blowing shorelines make it happen baby it's gonna be a fun weekend,
1: nice weather. Hope folks are still coming up here yeah it's the best time of year.
0: yep um and that's about it i guess that's
1: it i'm glad we got one in we were i was thinking this week would maybe be the first missed week but made it happen now on to more baby stuff fun stuff fun stuff all
0: right thank you guys for listening please I, like and share send us some more questions we love them uh, we'll see you next week